Thank you for tuning in to Morning Moments with Pastor Bruce Goddard from Faith Baptist Church. We pray that this is a blessing to you. Today we find ourselves in the book of Daniel and also in the book of Luke chapter 18. And I just want to encourage you today, uh, let's, be, uh, let's be the people of God, let's be the people of the book. And we are certainly in a world filled with compromise and uh, disappointment. You know, all the people that we thought we could trust, we, we found out they're just human. And our, our faith needs to rest in something much deeper, much richer. And um, I'm approaching uh, 40 years in August. We are 40th church anniversary uh, since my wife and I came to the valley and started our church. And um, we've been surrounded by the best of people loving uh, what we've gotten to do, what we've, what we've been able to be a part of, and seeing God work this um, this next month. We'll have, uh, just in a few weeks, I guess, we'll have three of our three more of our young people graduating from Bible college. All three um, have multiple positions available to them, and um, they're, they're going to be three young people serving God. Great, great young people, and and I love what uh, I get to be around. I love what I get to see happen. And um, I want to just take a moment and point out a principle that uh, has been preached. Obviously, there's nothing new. But um, if you look at Daniel chapter 10, in Daniel 10, you see Cyrus in verse 1. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel. So Cyrus is the king of Persia. That's the earthly king. He was um, key in um, sending people back in Ezra chapter 1, uh, sending people back to rebuild the temple. And uh, Cyrus uh, says, the Lord's called me to do this. And I, I want any of you Jews that are willing to go back, uh, I'll help you. I'll, I'll help make it happen. And here this uh, heathen uh, king, God touched his heart. And, 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 and that's, a, that's a simple statement right there. God's in charge. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. Uh, Proverbs tells us, and we can certainly trust him. We can certainly lean on him and, uh, and realize that God knows well what's going on. But, um, and God can move in an unsaved man's heart as easy as a Christian's heart. So we find there in Daniel 10.1 that Cyrus is the king of Persia. Now look down, <clears throat> if you would, to verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. Now, this is um, the prince of Persia. In verse 1, we read about the king of Persia. Well, who's talking? Daniel has this vision. He's been fasting and praying. And he's looking for some, some direction. And he wants to know what's going on. And so, uh, let's just go back. I'll read a couple verses. Verse 11, he said to me, an angel shows up, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he to me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand, and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now, if you want to look there in verse 13, you've got the, 
um, the prince of the kingdom of Persia. And then the end of verse 13, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Um, I'll just, uh, well, go down and look at one more verse. Look at verse uh, 19 and 20. Again, uh, the angel, uh, he, he, Gabriel, we're assuming here, um, verse 19, O man greatly beloved, fear not, peace be unto thee, be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken to me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Then said he, Knowest thou wherefore I came? I come unto thee? And now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I'm gone, when I'm gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. Um, and that might not seem like anything significant, but I'll say just several things. First, in the, the literal practical sense, there is a spiritual battlefield going on around us. There is in the heavens, um, the air around us, there are uh, the devils and there are the messengers of God. We would use the word angels and um, things we don't understand. Remember Elijah, I believe it was Elijah, it might have been Elijah, but I believe it was, I think it was Elisha. Um, he's there the city's surrounded by enemy chariots and soldiers and and the servant says alas master what what are we going to do and he prayed lord open his eyes and he saw all around the city a, a circling chariots of fire and um but everybody couldn't see him now you and i can't see everything that's going on around us but if we we have to understand that there are those things going on around us there's too many things to, to not uh, believe that there are spiritual things things happening things being done and whether it be in Washington or Sacramento or in the church uh, of course the devil wants our government but you know the devil wants the church too and the devil wants the school and the devil wants your house and the devil has your TV now um, just a, a real simple thing here back in verse 1 um, of chapter 10 there's the king Cyrus and he's in the hands of God a tool to be used and um, that's the guy on earth now that's the one that we protest for vote for try to get out of office we write about him complain about him have investigations about him that's the earthly king but that guy down there in verse uh, uh, verse 10 I'm sorry verse 13 I had my glasses off verse 13 that prince of Persia the prince of the kingdom of Persia, he withstood Gabriel 21 days and he needed Michael to come help him, uh, Gabriel did, to, to get through the message that God had sent to Daniel. And, and there's all kinds of questions we could have is couldn't God do what he wanted whenever he wanted? Of course he could, but for whatever reason, God allowed this battle to take place, this resistance, this uh, fussing that was going on between uh, these uh, messengers of God and the, the uh, tools of Satan um, hindering the message of God. I want you to notice who did God send his angels to fight? Was it Cyrus, the earthly king that you could see who sat in a palace or was it the prince of Persia? That one that maybe had his dominion in the air floating around above the palace of Cyrus. You see, the 
the big battle is not in the palace in Persia. It's not in chariots and horses. The big battle is a higher one. The big battle is a spiritual one. And uh, the battle today, of, of course, I'd vote, and I did vote, but I, I, I'm like so many of you, when, no matter what anybody says, I don't believe the last election was right. And, um, and I, just don't, I just don't. There's no way I can believe that a man who every time he stood in public could gather 30 to 50,000 people, that that man can be beaten by a senile old guy who when he stepped out in public, the very few times he did, he'd gathered eight or ten people. Um, I, I just don't believe that. I, I refuse, and anybody can say what they want. They're not going to convince me otherwise. But um, whether it be FBI um, or CIA or the FDA or you know, whoever, whatever organization, and those are the ones that frustrate us, and those are the ones that, well, we get irritated, and we think, man, if it's just do this or that, and how come uh, this uh, investigator Durham it's two years, uh, and he's still not getting getting everything together. And, and, you know, we get frustrated with these things. But I'll tell you, the real battlefield is the one that God saw fit to have his angels involved in, and it's a heavenly battle. Look look over, and I'll, this will make more sense. Look over to uh, Luke chapter 18. And obviously we're, you know, we have people saying, well, the Republicans are going to take the, you know, a landslide-type victory in the, midterm elections blah 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 you know they might they might not uh, if the elections are good and honest they may but um i i it just seems like remember the contract with america some of you that are older newt gingrich and that crowd of people remember we had control of, of we had control about everything in washington and you know what got accomplished absolutely nothing uh, because the battle and sometimes people look and think man we had the House, we had the Senate, we had the White House, we had this, we had that. And uh, how come we can't get things done? I'll tell you why. Because the, the, the power, and sometimes people say now, I wonder who's running that White House, who's pulling the strings? Certainly not the president or the vice president. And, uh, and I agree, it's not. But they're looking for some big money guy like a George Soros. And I'm telling you, the person who's pulling the strings is like this prince of Persia. There is spiritual wickedness in high places. We'll look at that in a minute. But look at, uh, uh, look down if you would at verse uh, at Luke chapter eighteen, <clears throat> and he's, it's teaching a lesson on prayer. We won't get into that, but I wanted to show you one little statement um, in verse eight, Luke eighteen eight. I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? And he's talking about prayer. The lesson is that men, in verse 1, he spoke a parable unto them that men are always to pray, to this end, that men are always to pray and not to faint. And this poor lady had been taken advantage of, and she's bothering the judge and bothering the judge and bothering the judge. And finally the judge says, though I fear not God nor regard men, I'm going to avenge this lady because she just irritates me night and day. And then he says, shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night in him there in verse 7. And I tell you, verse 8, where our text is, uh, I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? The question is, do we have faith? Do we have faith? Uh, all right, we'll vote. And that uh, must mean we have some faith in the voting machines. All right, we'll 
protest, picket, write letters. We must have some faith in those things going on. But do we have faith in the God of heaven? Do we have faith in the, the reality that there is a God and that that God is involved in our affairs? And I can tell you, uh, we, can, we can decide how much faith we have or don't have by our prayer closet. Do you spend any time in prayer? I don't mean thank God for the hamburger and the french fries. I mean, do we spend time alone with God, seeking God's help, seeking God's influence? Is there a longing in your heart? Is there a, a, a just a, a hunger for God to work in your life, around you, in the life of your children, in your church, in your Sunday school class, in your bus route, whatever it might be? Is there uh, a, a desire and a longing to be with God, to know God, and to know him personally, over in Ephesians chapter 6, in verse 12, he says, We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual, in, in, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And he says this wrestling, it's not against earthly kings. It's against these, this spiritual wickedness in high places. That's where Michael and Gabriel met the prince of Persia. It wasn't in the voting booth, and it wasn't in a in a uh, MMA octagon fighting cage. The, the big battle is a heavenly one. The big battle is something going on far, far out of sight of humanity. It's not being reported in the newspapers or the radio. It's not being paid attention to even by conservatives and um, the average the Christian has no concept of the power of prayer and the absolute spiritual war that is raging and that uh, time in prayer would make all the difference in the world. And I want to challenge you today, pray for your country, pray for your children, pray for your spouse. Uh, take time to pray and seek God's face and beg God to work in your church that people would be saved, that God would put a hedge about your church and protect it. Uh, that uh, they got to protect our government. I, when President Trump was elected, one of my first things, knowing that he was not in the swamp there, one of my first prayers, God, give him good counselors. And we all, if you paid attention, he, he got some bad counsel when he was in the White House, at least what appeared bad. And, um, oh, we got to pray. Pray. Pray for your pastor. Pray for the Sunday school teachers. Pray for your children's school teacher. Um, pray as you go by a public school. I'm not putting my kids in a public school, but I'm praying there's some wonderful kids there, some great teachers there, and I want God's help. And so pray. Take time to pray. A uh, little song <clears throat> out of the hymnal, Air you left your room this morning. Did you think to pray? In the name of Christ our Savior, did you sue for loving favor as a shield today? Uh, let me encourage you. Uh, let's focus on the spiritual battle. Um, go ahead, put your kids in the Christian school, but read your Bible and pray. Yes, abstain from liquor and shut the television off. Keep your home pure, but take time to pray and take time to go before God. And I believe shutting the TV off and getting rid of the booze is one part of, of fighting that spiritual battle. But um, uh, go ahead, write an email. Uh, yes, uh, if you want to give to some political campaign or whatever, you know, that's between you and God. But um, I tell you, we better pray. We better pray because I can guarantee you if the if the angels hovering over Washington, D.C., and the demons hovering over Washington, D.C., if we could see them, it would be scary beyond words. 
and uh, and I think your prayers matter. Let me encourage you. Pray. Take time to pray. Pray for those kids. Pray for those grandkids and how we need God. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for taking a few minutes together.